you've been. Come, brokenhearted, let rescue begin. Come, find your mercy, O oh, sinner, come near. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. So lay down your burdens, lay down your shame.
Good morning, Hillside. I'm Randy Fishback, longtime member here. Boy, it's great to see so many in the room. Wow, this is just increasing every Sunday. Hope is springing eternal, both in our Lord and in the uh, hopeful conclusion of this pandemic in not too many weeks or months. So this is exciting to see. If you're in the room with us, you've uh, likely already checked in. If you haven't, please do that. But if you're um, watching us from home or wherever you are remotely, please check in now. We'd love to know that you too are joining our body and uh, worshiping with us uh, even from afar this morning. So please do that now and we give you a warm welcome. If you're new among us, we have welcome bags and you can pick one up um, in the welcome area after church today. And if you're remote, you can arrange to uh, get one from the church at some convenient time. We hope you will do that if you are new with us. So with that, Daniel, let's continue. I'm hoping one of these days we can, from remotely, we can beam up the welcome bags to people, <laughs> first timers. Hey, let's all stand together. Up like this. worship our King. Come let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. Hey! See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. of heaven you conquer the grave you free every captive and break every chain oh god you have done great things we dance in your freedom awaken alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great Second verse. You've been faithful through every storm. You've been faithful forevermore. And hey, that's it. You have done. Yes, you have. Come on. Say, and I know you. I like this part right here. For your promises, yes and amen. You. God, you do great things. Come on. Say, oh, hero of heaven, you conquer the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. Yes, we dance in your freedom, awaken alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your high oh god you have done great things hallelujah god above it all hallelujah 
unshakable hallelujah you have done great things sing hallelujah one more time let me hear hallelujah god above it all hallelujah god unshakable hallelujah you have done great things you've done great things Say. Oh, hero of him. That's it. You free and break every chain. Oh, yeah. You have done great. Come on, dance. Say, we dancing. Your freedom awakening. Oh, Jesus, our Savior. Your name lifted high. Oh, yeah. You have done great things. You have done great things. Oh, you have done great things. He has done mighty things. And we couldn't say them all, even if we tried. I want to invite you to bow for prayer. As you think this morning of all the many ways that God has done great things, mighty things. He has met your needs. He has provided for you. Thank you, God, for all the mighty things that you have done. The ways that you have met us. The ways that you have provided. We say thank you. Well 
of this song and just remind yourself again be still my soul the Lord is on thy side God is for you he is with you the old song says and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own Invite him today into your circumstance. Whatever is going on in your life, take a moment to just bow before him. In you we rest, in you we find our hope. In 
you we trust oh god you never let us go your word says that you will be with us even unto the end of the age so we bow before you today receive our worship receive our praise for all that you've done in jesus name amen amen you may be seated well if you're like me you need that reminder to have a still soul busy busy running around i rarely i find i rarely still my soul thank you daniel for that reminder this morning Every two or three weeks, we bring a compassion, justice, and missions moment because we have a very active CJM group, and we want to do that again this morning. But before we do, I want to bring you an update from a previous CJM spotlight, and that was the one that Chastity Canfield brought. Chastity leads our anti-trafficking team, and she mentioned go bags three or four weeks ago, and I want to let you know, she came to me and she said, please tell Hillside they contributed, contributed wonderfully to those go bags. They were able to make a number of bags that will be given uh, by the county and in here in the Bay Area generally to people who suddenly have to go be on the go because of anti-trafficking rescue efforts. And so you guys are contributing to that effort here in the Bay Area. And I just wanted to bring that word from Chastity, that update. But today we're bringing a uh, CGM spotlight from um, the Grow Home in Thailand, from Fa's Grow Home. And to do that for us, um, we have Gary Cedarwall uh, on video, and so we'll turn it over to Gary now, and he'll tell you about an opportunity coming up that you may want to engage in. Good morning. I am Gary Cedarwall, current chair of the Vulnerable Children's Committee here at Hillside. This morning, I would like to tell you a little bit about one of our partners in ministry, GROW, located in Chiang Rai, Thailand. GROW stands for Grace Refuge Outreach Worldwide and is a home for children that are victims or at risk of becoming victims of physical or sexual abuse. Many of you have met GROW's director, Fa Sumitra, who has visited with us here almost every year for the last 10 years. Some of you have been able to visit GROW in Thailand, and some of you have been involved in writing letters, making quilts, and decorating pillowcases and t-shirts for the children living there. Last year, 2020, was Grow's 10-year anniversary, and to celebrate, they planned to bring 10 of the children to the U.S. for a cross-country tour of their supporting churches and to present their vision for the future. Unfortunately, those plans had to be canceled due to the pandemic. So instead of coming to us, Grow would like to take us on a virtual journey to Thailand via a live streaming event on Saturday, April 24th at four o'clock in the afternoon. This will be a time to meet the children living at Grow and to hear how God is rewriting their stories through this ministry. They will also be presenting their vision for the future of how to minister to more children since there are more than 120 children on a waiting list for a place in Grow. Their goal is to raise $450,000. This money will be used to build two new homes for children, support additional staff and staff housing, buy more land to grow rice, buy a tractor to work the rice fields, vocational training and scholarships for the children, 
and musical instruments that they use in therapy and worship. We will not be gathering on the Hillside campus to watch this program, but we encourage you to watch from home. You can register to join this event by clicking the link on the front page of the Hillside website or the link in the Hillside e-news that comes out on Thursday afternoon. There is also a link to more information about GROW and the history of our relationship with them. After you register, GROW will send you an email with a link to their Facebook page where the event will be live streamed. You can contribute to GROW's fundraising campaign directly on their website via text during the live stream program or through Hillside and designating it for GROW. We hope that many of you will watch this event celebrating what God has done through GROW over the last 10 years and consider contributing to ensure a much brighter future for the children in GROW. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for bringing that, uh, that message and thank you for your leadership on the Vulnerable Children's uh, Leadership Team. I hope some of you will register for that. I'm registered and I'm looking forward to it on that Saturday afternoon. So before we go to our offering this morning, we want to make you aware of um, uh, an opportunity that's going to be each Sunday, um, both before and after the service, and that's the scrolling of the announcements. So if you're at home and you check in early before 9 o'clock and turn it on, you'll see the uh, announcements scrolling. If you're in this place, um, you'll see the announcements scrolling as you enter the sanctuary. But we're also going to do it after the service. So if you're here, you'll see them projected. And if you're at home, you'll also see them projected on whatever device you're watching. So that's a great way to stay involved. This morning in particular, there are um, a number of photos of the uh, Easter event that the children had. And so you can see all these wonderful, bright um, children's faces enjoying the Easter activities at Hillside. So we hope that you'll, uh, you'll stay and watch that. And with that, we're going to take this morning's offering. I think most of you know how we can do that. Uh, you can send a check into the church or leave one here. If you're here this, this morning, you can um, hit the donate button on Hillside's, Hillside's website, or you can give through the church center app. All those are very easy. And so we just really appreciate your continuing um, generosity and faithfulness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will take these tithes and offerings that we, that we give you, Lord, um, just as a token of what you've given us, and that you will use them to spread your light and your salt in the world through us, God, that we might be light out there to remote places like the Grow Home in Thailand and close places like the Bay Area and our nearest neighbors, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of engaging in your kingdom work, Lord, and your work of redemption. And now we ask that you would take these offerings and bless them and multiply them. In Jesus' name, amen.
of skies and seas His hand the wonders wrought This is my Father's word The birds their carols raise The morning light The lily white Declare their Maker's praise This is my Father's world He shines in all that's fair Be the rustling grass every one of you, just like Randy said, just like Daniel said. What a joy to see your faces, and they are more numerous than they were last week. So that's very, very exciting. Hey, let's get going by getting our passage for the morning up on the workbench. So if you have a Bible in your hand, open it to Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 9. You can also find the passage on your message notes, which I hope you got when you came in, and will also appear on the screen. Let's read God's Word. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power 
according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The word of the Lord. Today, uh, with this communion service, we are transitioning into a a new message series for spring, one that is coming out of the book of Colossians that we're calling His World for reasons that will become clearer to you as we get deeper into Colossians. And as next week, we unpack the most famous passage in Colossians. And you might remember that from a technical standpoint, we actually started this series back in January in a message from Colossians 1, 1 through 10 that we entitled, What to Pray for the Church that Has Everything. And in that message, we found an answer to that question, one that actually jumped right off the page. And we learned that for a church that has everything, Uh, A church like the church that Paul was writing to at Colossae and a church like our own, a church like Hillside, this is what you pray for. You pray for an ever greater grasp of God's will in the interest of ever greater fruitfulness. That's Paul's prayer. Uh, You see, the God that we worship as Christians, the God who really exists is particular. He's not generic. He's very specific. So it's not surprising that God's will is particular. And it's also not surprising that arriving at a clear picture of that will, it actually takes some effort. It takes some intention for the reason that, that God's will and wishes for His world they don't always match our instincts, at least in every particular. It's a great verse in Psalm 50, which I love a lot. And if if you're the kind of person who marks in your Bible, I recommend you underlining this verse so that from time to time your eye catches it and you think about what it might mean. But in chapter 50, verse 20, God says this to people, to people who at the time thought that they were fully on God's page to people who were certain that they had a lock on God's wishes. And this is what he says, very interesting, very challenging. God says, you thought that I was one like yourself. Isn't that interesting? And God's point being very clear, God's saying, I'm me, not you. And as great and as just and as loving and as compassionate as I am, I'm not a projection of your wishes. I'm God. So we learned that that being fruitful and being filled with a very specific understanding of God's will, those two things are related. And the former, fruitfulness, requires the latter, wisdom. Well, when, uh, you know, we as hillsiders, as the people of God, when we hear that, that we have uh, a serious responsibility, okay, a real job to do, fruit-bearing, in the words of Paul here, or light-bearing, as we like to put it here at Hillside, 
we're actually liable to feel somewhat overwhelmed. And not least of all, because every single one of us, we have long to-do lists. Just like Randy said, we're all very, very busy. And you could put it this way. When as believing people, we hear that God expects something from us, that God has placed a commission on us. We hear about our job, and I think especially for those of us in the stage of life who have young children, or maybe those of us also who uh, are caring for older parents, when we hear about the job that God has given us as a community to be light throughout the world, we can feel like Abdullah Abdel Gawad when he showed up for work two weeks ago. Did you hear about this guy? Maybe the name rings a bell. Abdullah Abdel Gawad. Abdul Gawad is a bulldozer operator in Egypt. And the week before last, he shows up to work and he is told by his boss, go dig it out. Go dig it out. Now, what was the it that the boss was talking about? The ever given container ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. And here's a picture. Uh, I think it'll pop up here. And as you would imagine, this image spawned countless hilarious memes. And obviously, the contrast in size and power between this beached container ship and Abdel Gawad's comparatively tiny excavator is, is hilarious. Like, how would he ever do this? But again, that's a picture of how we can feel when we consider the size and the scope of the light-bearing task that God has entrusted us with. I mean, think about our mission for a moment. Think about what God has called us to do when he calls us to be light in the world. And think for a moment about what that is going to require every single one of us. I mean, just among the tasks, among them are these hillsiders, developing genuine friendships with people outside our church and our community and initiating spiritual conversations with them with tons of listening, inviting these friends into our community, helping them to find some kind of group, some kind of gathering here at Hillside in which they can learn and grow, caring for them gently, lovingly in those groups, helping them over time to cross into belief, inviting them to join our good work in the world, our light-bearing work, and then organizing that work so that we all have stuff to do and so that we can devote ourselves to it. Now think about that. That is a big ship with lots of containers. And added to just the normal challenges of being light-bearing people of God in every age at every time, is another challenge. Today, Americans anyway, it may not be true everywhere in the world, but it's true in our particular context, are reportedly less religious than ever before. You probably heard about this. According to a recent Gallup poll, which, which I think you might have heard of, the percentage of Americans who go to a church or synagogue or mosque has fallen to an all-time low. This was shocking. It's 47% right now. Just 20 years ago, it was 70%. So we're in free fall. Isn't that something? And so when we consider our mission, when we consider this, the, the size of the challenge, naturally we wonder how stretched as we are, are we going to have the strength for this huge mission? How will we shovel free such a big ship? 
And we find the answer in our passage. And it's some good news. Verse 11. Listen to what Paul says. Strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. And the answer is simple. It's so simple that we're liable to miss it or ignore it because it might seem too trivial for us to pay attention to. But here's what it is. God will provide the strength. God will provide the power. And if you remember one thing from this message, I want you to remember this phrase, the big idea. God's strength will help us shine. God's strength will help us shine. And that God gives strength to his people, people like us in this room and who are watching on the screen, people who are determined to do his work in the world is one of the most fundamental Christian truths. Again, it's one that's so familiar that we're liable to neglect it. Scripture is full of promises that God will supply his servants with the strength they need to do the work that he's called them to do. He's not coy about it. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength. And over and above the promises that God strengthens his children, Scripture is full of stories that God supplies strength to his servants, to the ones whom he's called to do his work. You know, Nehemiah prayed for strength. Samson prayed for strength, and they got it. The first to build something, the second to tear something down. But they got God's strength. Elijah received God's strength without even asking for it. God saw that he needed it and gave it to him. Paul says at the end of 2 Timothy that while on trial, God's strength surged within him. He says, rescuing him from the lion's mouth. And this is really interesting. You know, we actually have no less reason to believe that God will strengthen us as we pursue his work, his light-bearing work. We have no less reason to believe that then we have to believe that God exists at all. So numerous are the promises and the stories of God empowering his people. People just like us. And this means that when we're sitting in our 20-ton excavator, looking up at the 200,000-ton container ship of our mission, we don't even have to blink. We can dig with confidence. Now, let's dig down a little deeper into our passage this morning. We've established the big idea that, that we can succeed. We have every confidence of succeeding in this mission that God has given us at Hillside to be light bearers because God is going to provide the strength. He's going to provide the power. Or more simply, God's strength will help us shine. Your maxim for the morning. But still, naturally, we wonder, I mean, how are those dots connected? And what precisely is the link between God's strength, which he wills to give us, and mission success as uh, light bearers. And in our passage, Paul says that God's strength produces two qualities that make the difference. And let's look at what they are. The first is perseverance. Perseverance. Look at verse 11 again. Being strengthened with all power, yes. And then he says, for all endurance. And there it is, strength for endurance, strength to persevere. And the Greek word here for uh, endurance, hupamane, 
It's a big word in the New Testament. It shows up 32 times. Other translations render it fortitude or steadfastness, okay? But you get the idea. We all know what perseverance is. It's the quality of pressing on in a task when that task gets difficult. It's the quality that the British explorer Ernest Shackleton exemplified when, when his ship got stuck, not in the Suez Canal, but in the Arctic. And he crossed 700 miles of the Arctic Sea to summon help for his crew. There's no ministry task here at Hillside that at times won't be taxing and that won't require perseverance from us. I mean, think for a second about what we are going to be doing in this next chapter of our tremendous story here at Hillside, okay? All of these are critical, indispensable elements of actually being light bearers. So I want you to just sit back for a moment, and, and, and I want to paint a picture for you. First, we are going to be worshiping together, obviously. And this will involve a lot of hillsiders learning music and attending rehearsals and playing instruments and operating sound and video equipment, decorating the sanctuary and writing sermons. I met a great hillside kid the other night while roasting marshmallows who told me that she is learning the flute and the piano. And the first thing that came to mind for me, I said this to her, I said, I hope that someday you will serve your church and help advance our mission by playing your flute in Pastor Daniel's band. We're going to be hosting welcome events here, right here on Sunday morning for the new people whom God is going to bring to us. And he's going to bring to us new people every week. And that's going to require setting up beautiful spaces and making coffee and making baked goods and sharing stories and prepping materials that help our newbies learn about who we are and hopefully to be enticed to join our family in our mission. We're going to be welcoming each other into our homes for group life. And that's going to require tidying up the living room and making some snacks and circulating a sign-up sheet so other people can bring the snacks sometimes and prepping the study and planning social events and connecting our group to our big light-bearing projects. And by the way, not every group will be a home group, of course. We'll have groups of various shapes and sizes. Some, I bet, will still meet on Zoom. But here's the point. Light-bearing requires groups, and groups require effort. Here's a huge one. Are you ready for this? This is big. They're all big, but this is really big. In this next season of our Be Light in the World journey, we're going to be forming our kids deeply in Jesus, always gently, always lovingly with good humor, always with a deep respect for their individuality, starting when they're babies. And God willing, there will be many babies born at Hillside in this next season of our lives. Informing our children, think about what it will involve. It will involve children's ministry team members, hillsiders whom God has equipped for the task, developing affectionate relationships with our kids and providing enjoyable experiences to, to draw them in and to make them want to keep coming and teaching them the story of Jesus. And all those boots on the ground 
children's ministry tasks. They're going to require other team members to organize and plan and schedule and prep resources. And of course, we're going to be doing the exact same thing for our youth. We're going to be building relationships with our teens, connecting them with adults who can care for them and model the faith for them. And we're going to be facilitating their friendships with each other. Because if hillside kids don't develop friendships with other hillside kids, they won't stay. They won't stick around and become light bearers themselves. And we're going to think about how to provide the experiences that make them want to keep coming. And we're going to be teaching and modeling the way of Jesus. And we're going to be showing those students how they can use their gifts to join into our mission. Because teenagers, with their gifts coming online, have so much to give. It's remarkable. In this next chapter, we're going to be caring for our vulnerable people. And this will involve teams of hillsiders visiting their fellow hillsiders who are sick or stuck in the hospital or stuck at home because they can no longer drive. We're not going to forget about the people who gave and sweat and sacrificed to build hillside. We're going to honor them and we're going to care for them and we're going to need the young and the strong to do it. And we're going to do the same for our brothers and sisters here with special needs. And we're going to have big events, seasonal celebrations, big dinners, dance parties, theological conferences that feel like summer camp for adults. Big events are important for accomplishing our mission because big events get people here and they bond them together. And new friendships form when groups are together. And finally, as the gold crown of all those other activities, we're going to serve the world We're going to bear light throughout the county and throughout the world like we have always done and like we are doing right now. And we're going to do practical good that everybody sees as good. And lastly, we're going to seek justice. In Jesus' own particular peaceable way. Because God loves all human beings. He has special concern for the weak and the downtrodden. And he wants everyone to be cared for and treated fairly. But what's the point? The fruit-bearing work of the king, though exciting, it's going to be challenging. And we're going to need perseverance. It's going to get tiring. Every single one of those activities is going to push us. Here's the good news. According to Paul here in verse 11, the strength that God wills to provide us because he loves us is strength that will help us persevere. It's power to press on. God's strength provides something else too. We can find it in the second phrase of verse 11. Listen to what it says. Paul says, being strengthened with all power for all endurance, and then get this, patience with joy. And there we have it, joyful patience. We are, as you know, we're 25 minutes away from Cal Berkeley, so let's give this a name. Let's call this joyful patience bear-up ability, okay? The strength that God will supply us as his light-bearing servant is going to help us all bear up under the inevitable frustrations that will work when we work closely with other light-bearers. And in this next phase of our hillside adventure, as as we come together, as we draw close to play our respective parts in being light in the world, we are going to bump up against each other. It's going to happen. And from time to time, we're going to bother 
each other. And here's how it might happen. Here's just a scenario off the top of my head. For instance, we're, we're teaching early elementary Sunday school on a particular morning. And the, the teammate whom we're working with is going to say something to us that is going to irk us and bother us. Could be something like this. <laughs> Did you see how the Oregon Ducks steamrolled Cal again yesterday? <laughs> it's like the fifth time in a row. You know? <laughs> or we're going to be hosting a group in our home, and there's going to be somebody in that group who talks too much, or who blows up the conversation with political talk, or with way too much talk, or who won't scram at the end of the night. These tensions will be inevitable <laughs> as we gather together and serve in all the ways that will be required to be light in the world. And without joyful patience, without bear-up ability, we're going to quit and go home, fortunately. We have that joyful patience available to us. It's part of the strength package that God wills to give us and is pleased to provide. And that means we will have power for showing grace and forbearance, even for that obnoxious duck fan in the bulldozer next to us, okay? That leaves us with one question, it is this. How do we access it? We know that we have it in principle. We know that God wills to give us his strength. How do we actually get it into us? Access its potential. There are two ways. The first is this. We ask with confidence. 1 John 5, 14. Another great verse to underline in your Bible. God promises to answer prayer that accords with his will. When we pray in a manner that matches his will, he answers. He promises to. And we can be absolutely certain that God's will for us, we the people of Hillside, is to bear light with all that that means. And it follows then that if we pray for strength, God will supply it. Starting, actually starting today, continuing next week, our prayer team leaders, Floyd Roseberry and Janet Nowhere, who are just over there, are going to be leading weekly prayer at 8 o'clock in our community room, big multi-purpose room, every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. And last night, I emailed them and asked them if they would make a prayer priority, God's strength for our family as we get going in this new season. And Janet told me this morning that they're going to do that. Would some of you join them next week for prayer? Eight o'clock in the community center. If we pray, God will supply. He'll provide. Second, access God's strength. We come to this table that we've come to today. The meal that we're going to be celebrating, the meal in which Christ gave us his own body and blood, poured out for our forgiveness, the meal in which we experience his real presence is a meal meant to strengthen, and it will today. It will nourish us today. If we come to it and we partake in faith, in confidence in our God, we're going to leave nourished we're going to leave strengthened. 
And so for the next few minutes, let's do this as a family. Let's press deeply into God's presence. I sense He desires us to come closer. He gave His Son to clear the path right into His presence. And so let's tread that path this morning with confidence. Let's go to Him. Let's experience His glad welcome. And as we do, let's savor all that He's given us. Paul catalogs those gifts in our passage. Verses 12 through 13. Listen to what He's given us. Listen to what you have today, if you belong to Him by faith, an eternal inheritance. Deliverance from evil forces. Transfer into King Jesus' service. And forgiveness from all previous failures. It's yours. It's mine today. He gave it to us. He invites us to celebrate it, to be thankful for it. In verse 11, Paul specifically ties being strengthened with being thankful, with thinking about what God has given us. And when we do, we feel that strength surging in us. The song that Daniel is going to be singing while we quiet ourselves before God, getting ready for communion, it contains these great lines. It says, O cleanser of the mess I've made, your boundless love for me portrayed with patience for my learning curve by holding back what I deserve. God is patient. And therefore, it makes sense that the strength package that he provides that we've been talking about this morning, it contains patience. Patience that we can extend to our ministry teammates when necessary. So let's go to him now and let's also draw on his strength to do something very important, to forgive anyone around here who has a claim or for whom we have a, an offense. Pray, for, for, pray to forgive, pray to release, We'll listen and silent, be quiet before God as Daniel sings, and then we'll gather again to take the meal. Stretched on across your body crush By human hands you form from dust How wonderful your mercy is How awesome are your For all you've done
center of the mess I've made Your boundless love for me portrayed With patience for my learning curve By holding back what I deserve Oh, how wonderful your mercy is how awesome are your ways I come I come to worship you for all you've done oh cleanser of the mess of me with everything at your feet laid I watch as all my cares erode As from my soul these words explode Oh, how wonderful your mercy provide the power we need for our collective calling and our individual callings. God's given us stuff to do outside the walls of, of this church, to raise kids, uh, to publish engineering papers, write reports, clean bathrooms, pave roads, all the rest. But if we wonder about whether he will provide the strength, we ought not wonder anymore Jesus gave his own body, his own blood to forgive us. He's not going to deprive us of the strength we need to live the new lives that come out of that forgiveness. He'll do it. In fact, his strength is right here and his body and 
blood. Let's pray and bless these elements. Father, we thank you for the meal that we get to enjoy as a family. The meal of bread and wine, the body and blood of your only begotten Son, our sin-bearer, our living Lord, and yes, our strength-giver. You've given us a grand calling to be light in the world and all that that means. And so, as a family, we thank you in advance for the way you will strengthen us as we serve together in all the days that are ahead until either you take us to yourself or until your son comes to rule and review our lives and renew everything. Bless what we're about to consume. You've all received uh, a basket that contains the elements that you'll need. Feel free to open the bottle, uh, pour servings. You can do the same with the gluten-free cracker. Take the time you need to do it. And, uh, and then once everybody is prepared, we'll eat and drink. the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's drink together. Take a minute to enjoy our new strength.
Let's all stand together. Don't forget the uh, scrolling announcements at, at the end and also at the beginning. Feel free to uh, stick around for a few minutes if you choose to. Hey, let's just, uh, for benediction today, we're just going to sing the doxology. Okay, ready? Sing nice and strong. Here we go. Praise God from whom all blessings Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Nice big amen. Come on. Amen. All right. God bless you as you go. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week.